So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We can't speculate and recollate. All the confetti has fallen from the sky. Aaron Donald has come and gone to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. The, the all the jokes about Fifty Cent's weight have been made. Um, all that's left now is the is the dark winter of our off season. <laughs> no baseball coming up. Even right. we, who you know. Free agency is a month away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the uncanny valley of of football right now. Is that mm-hmm. is that the is that the right analogy? Uh, uh, I mean, I thought the uncanny valley was when a robot looks kind of like a human, but doesn't really. But I'm definitely going to accept that as an answer. And and just like football, this is this this looks like football right now, but it's mm. not. It's it, it sounds like football on Twitter. Mm. Uh, people talking about football, it's just but as it's negative not. as football is when it's played. Yeah. Just as toxic. Just, just as, as toxic. Just is uh negative but but yet no football mm-hmm. it's it's a sad time it's the empire strikes back of the football season mm-hmm. and we are what Jin's talking about Ooh. the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation mm-hmm. I'm Kyle Kreis here with Greg Benevent hello um you know you'd think that they're like you like you've said before uh Twitter takes no off season. Mm-hmm. Toxic Twitter takes no off season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even take like minutes off. Like it's just nonstop stream of just you know the way you imagine toxic waste in an old eighties cartoon, like a barrel with like some kind of green stuff just coming yeah. out of it. Are we, are we thinking Toxic Avenger or like Secret of the Ooze? I, I always lied about seeing Toxic Avenger. It's, oh. one of, it's one of my cultural blind spots. I've never actually seen it, so I guess I would have to go Secret of the Ooze there. That's for the younger the younger fans, which although that's probably still a thirty year old reference now. Secret I would of assume, the yes, that's our most up to date reference. Well, speaking of uh, mm. the toxic ooze, mm-hmm. let's get to some of Steeler's tweets. <laughs> Where's the Twitter sound? Oh no, the soundboard. There All right, is. it's like I said, it, we're 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 hours after the Super Bowl. I mean, mm. we're not even a hundred hours, maybe maybe a hundred and eight hours after the Super Bowl. That's yeah, a lot of math for after the Super Bowl. Um, and already the Steelers haters are, are leeching out into the internet, uh, like the, like the toxic ooze that turned us into, uh, Master Splinter, or I would, it's more like Bebop and Rocksteady. I, I think we're a little more Bebop and Rocksteady. All right. So let's get, you know, let's get to the toxic fans are waiting here in February. Mm-hmm. Let's start with at LWOS Steelers. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the worst decision made by the Steelers this offseason so far? Uh, what? We haven't even have we even had any offseason decisions yet? We've uh, I mean it, it, it's there's two answers. The flip one is to say the worst decision is if any of member of the Steelers organization actually looked on Twitter. Uh the most like actual answer would be and this is something we'll never know because it's so low and inconsequential is if like they signed the wrong reserves futures guy when there was like a better reserves futures guy out there that's as much as it could be for a bad decision made at this point one you won't know for years and two like won't matter i mean the guy's like not good at practice or something you know like that's the extent of the stakes of what we're discussing so far 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, like the, like someone didn't let their forgot to renew their parking pass at Heinz Field or something. Like right, that, right. That would have been the worst. To, I don't know, but it's no like, one cleaned out the coffee maker after the oh, playoff loss, like that kind of thing. Uh, that's that's mm. definitely on Clem, right? He mm-hmm. left without <laughs> he left with a with an empty pot out there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, some Steeler fans were already thinking we're making horrible decisions. I mean, we've made two coaching decisions, pretty much. Right. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got yeah, we got a ton of haters still. Why can't I find? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is David Bustin at AVGNS Dave. Mm. Long term, Steelers would be better off going two and fifteen, <sighs> especially in years with a franchise QB being available. Their mentality seems to be nine and eight, semi-competitive, good but not great. Think mediocre, stay mediocre. That's nowhere land. Mm. I think it's no man's land is the technical term. I, 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 I think I'm just impressed that like now we're at a point where Twitter gives you enough characters to fit as many insipid motivational <laughs> phrases into one tweet as possible. It um semi-competitive, good but not great. Think mediocre, stay mediocre. Okay, it. But you can keep, I mean, one, it's not like they're trying to go nine and eight. And two, you can get into the tournament and get hot. It's happened before. It's not like a whole lot of folks had the 49ers going to the uh, title game and coming within a decent drive of going to a Super Bowl. One, that they very well might have been favored in. And two, okay, say you do go two and 15. So now the guys that built this team that sucks are automatically going to become that much smarter when now they pick all the right guys to win. And then say you do get good in a few years those guys are all going to need to get paid at the exact same time so you're locked into the same cycle of having to go two and 15 again even by your own logic mr avgns that's stupid right like oh remember how smart hugh jackson was he was he was tanking in back-to-back seasons so that they could put together this great roster and and then still not even make the playoffs right that was he was he was playing the long game it was one thing in like october or november Mm -hmm. for fans to be like we got to tank for the draft pick yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but here we are in february (laughs) and some fans are already being like yeah we got to go two and 15 this year we got you know Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe if there was like a manning sitting waiting uh in the wings or something Mm -hmm. but uh i mean come on in in february Mm mm-hmm a couple things. One, it's just, it made sense to me for fans to say that because they were hurt and upset after the three-game losing streak. That made all the sense to me in the world. Not that it was a good idea, but something that you were hurt about it, too. I mean, even if there is some kind of prime prospect out there, I still remember Tank for Tua. That was the thing. Yeah. You wanted, you had to tank for Tua. This guy was a can't-miss prospect. Now, again, you can maybe get him for a third-round pick. That's what <laughs> happens when you tank for somebody. It, you know, it, it, and again, it's if nothing else, just think about what this says about your life and your own mental health. It's February. It's days after the Super Bowl. You can dream. You have license to dream, and your dream <laughs> is 2-15. and 15. The Cleveland Brown fans are the three-time, three-peat uh, three preseason champs. Uh, you know, if you ask me, I think that— Back-to-back-to-back free agency champions meanwhile our fans are out here going oh we're two and 15 after mm-hmm. we just had our most uh one of our most exciting seasons comeback seasons if you ask me mm-hmm. i know no one's asking me mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, that, ironically the more we talk about this nowhere land does sound like an apt description of what this guy's <laughs> discussing all right one more and this could this could go into some of our later topics but i got sure i got one more here this is Please. from kelly mick at Haley m underscore mc mm-hmm. Steelers have already signaled that they're going bust next year mm. by hiring Austin as a defensive coordinator and Meyer as the O-line coach. So 
we're I mean, gosh, you know, we're 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 five days after the Super Bowl and we're already a losing season. Well, I, I mean, there's so much of this that's amazing to me. I mean, one, I, I totally understand, you know, if you really wanted Munchak back, I certainly wanted Munchak back and being hurt that they couldn't get him or most likely the man doesn't want to do this anymore because he's well into his 60s, made millions of dollars as a genuine legend and wants to stay with his family. But I love the idea that they've signaled that they're going bust next year by hiring these guys. Like they were like, OK, how can we bust next year? Well, let's get the worst offensive line coach we can. I mean, that <laughs> sounds like something in like a direct-to-video sequel to Major League. Like, like the fourth one, like where now they're playing football. Like it's it's again, if you're doing this because you're hurt by them not getting one check, sure. But like you can't actually think this right. Could you even could you even tank the team at this point? No. by hire. Say you hired me and you yeah. to be the defensive coordinator and the O-line coach. Right. Um. I mean, could even our efforts tank? Uh, a professional football team. Well, I mean, I'm sure like by the time like we're in the actual moments of it, we could tank it short, but we couldn't tank it in February. Like there's <laughs> enough other people around like scouts and adults and, and you know, other coaches and all those kinds of things. And also players that have been playing this game for their entire lives that like there's no real way you could steer this ship into the ground that much. You're exactly right. If you wanted like. Let's get to some of the the specific coaches because mm-hmm. you know, that's you know we had the coaching carousel uh, mm-hmm. in action this week. Let's we'll go to uh, Steeler Nation at Steeler Nation. Mm-hmm. Steelers made a huge mistake by not calling Mike Munchak and offering him whatever price he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as we know, no one reached out to him. No 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 reports at all that he was in the mix that's just fans talking because he's the only name that we know right and also too that doesn't mean they didn't that doesn't mean they didn't want to do it i mean again you can offer him whatever price he wanted but to perhaps that perhaps that price he wanted was to be 15 to 20 years younger <laughs> like that might not have been on available under the salary cap or 2000 miles closer right 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 all that yeah those those things yeah we exactly couldn't get them in under the cap this year and let's not forget it's not like munchak we weren't leading the league in in uh, rushing performance under Munchak. Sure, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, he's developed some guys. Oh, he did great. He did a great job. There's no need to diminish what he did with the Steelers because he won't sign with the team. But it also doesn't mean like he's the only man on earth who can coach an offensive line. He but- also coached, uh, you know, first rounder Marquise Pouncey, right. first rounder David DeCastro, mm-hmm. uh, third rounder Marcus Gilbert. Mm-hmm. You know, not. Not uh, fourth round rookie Dan Moore right. Jr. Right, and Kevin Dotson, and John Leglue. Right, right, right. John Leglue. <laughs> yeah, we, we did, I, yeah. It took us two weeks to get his name right at the end of the season. Absolutely. <laughs> but but I, I need him to stick around. I need I need a Leglue jersey. I'm rooting for him. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so uh, my, okay, not all right, Munchak. That's one. But we got the other coach that we hired this week. Mm-hmm. Let's go to josh roundtree mm. at j round 32 from 93.7 the so-called fan <laughs> the steelers have now hired two offensive coaches who were part of the nfl's third worst offense in 2021 he's talking about right. our wideout coach and um and pat now meyer. our offensive line coach pat, pat meyer. meyer it um yeah you were about to say yeah you know oh so the panthers uh you know didn't have weren't in the top escalons of the league. Esca- escalons? They uh, weren't the best echelon. in the league. Echelon. echelon. Yeah. 
Uh, I put an extra K in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We're, we're, we're do- yeah, it's, it's, this isn't a vocabulary portion. Anyway, the so the Panthers weren't statistically elite, mm-hmm. but neither was Pittsburgh either. Mm-hmm. Is Can we judge these hires based solely on the performances of this past season? Uh, I, it, it feels like it'd be weird if we did. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I can't, uh, would we really be all that much excited if like, wow, the Panthers had done great. Like, it, I mean, I've read people say the big Panthers running back got hurt i know that who actually has a name that i recognize christian mccaffrey so maybe that's something to do with it two i i just it's just so hard for me to believe that like there's only uh, uh, there's 32 of these jobs in the world and only like three people can be good at them that's so hard for me to believe (laughs) and it and the other thing i keep coming back to is maybe this guy really interviews well it's Meyer guy. I mean, it, it's, you know, I understand that it's a bit of a click and a bit of an old boys club and who do you know and this and this and this kind of thing. But it is still something of a meritocracy. And I have no doubt that if this guy was really, really bad at the job, someone would cease hiring him. So I imagine maybe the guy hired well. And I, I you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, if it's not a name of a player I recognize or a coach I recognize, there's no way to get excited about it. But there's a feeling like, oh, OK, it's the offensive line coach. I probably shouldn't know this guy's name in an optimal world. If you know every assistant coach out there you better be in the league right you know? right yeah you should know that because maybe you didn't get the job like that would be better and these and this is the same people who were like you know who's pat meyer the same people who had no idea that i killyard was even let go <laughs> or not or not brought back you know so everyone uh-huh. who's like who the hell is pat meyer mm-hmm. what they didn't hire munchak and but you had no idea i killyard left uh you know I think the most telling stat of all about Meyer mm-hmm. is that he's got a 20-year NFL resume. Okay. How many people even you have to, are even old enough to have that in the league? <laughs> I don't even think Tomlin has a 20-year. Uh, I mean, if uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think so either. But yeah, I mean, it's not too, too far away. But right, that's absolutely true to have. And also, too, maybe that's certainly more experienced guy with a younger line. That makes sense to me, too. And it and again, just to reiterate what I thought, I, at the time, I remember being very excited. Oh, I got Ike Hilliard as wide receivers coach. Why? Because I saw Ike Hilliard play. I yeah. have no idea. I saw him on TV. If there's any reason to be negative about Pat Meyer, there is a reason, actually, okay. at least for people like you and me, mm. because Pat Meyer mm. was not okay, he was not just an excellent football player in high school. Okay. He was a five-sport letterman in high school. Wow. Football, okay. basketball, wrestling, baseball, and track. Wow. That is... Five sports. So, that guaranteed... This guy has flushed some nerds' heads in the toilet. <laughs> All right. Uh, one, uh, that is amazing. And two, uh, 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 to put this very gently, uh, he no longer looks like that in some of the pictures that I have seen. No, he doesn't. He doesn't no longer looks like a five, uh, at least not those five same sports. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe bowling now. Right. And, uh, the, the, the competitive hot dog eating. Yeah. Like each of those, perhaps. But yeah, it uh, that that is fascinating, though. Wow. I don't know. You know, I'm all I'm I'm rooting for these guys like I root for every uh, every Steeler coach and player, you know, right. like. Whether you're a Pat Meyer or, uh, you know, a Duck, a Dev- Devlin Hodges, you know, I'm I'm rooting for you the same. I'm rooting for your success. These fans that are, you know, already can tell that these are junk hires or 
but it's they're all over the board. You know, at one point we don't want outside hires. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, we don't want inside hires. We want outside hires. Well, right. These last two guys were outside Definitely hires. Outside. I mean, oh, they're buddies, buddies with uh, Matt Canada. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Is Let's it- hire somebody we can't work with. <laughs> right. Let's hire that's, someone who's a jerk in the workplace. Like that's that. the other thing too. Yeah, is you got yeah they got to work with these people uh, right. day in and day out. It's not just about teaching X and O's, or else every you know there'd be a bunch of Chuck Knowles in the locker room, which I don't think that would be any fun for anyone. Would perhaps not be correct either. Let's uh, let's move on. You know, of course, it's the off season. Everyone's talking about QB one. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 our, our, the big question mark for twenty twenty two is. Who is going to be our QB1 mm-hmm. for uh, 2022? Okay. <clears throat> and uh, and we, we, even, we even have a jingle for it. Do we? No, we don't. Where's the jingle? We have it. We have. Oh, we have a QB jingle. Here we go. QB22, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB22, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want gold and black? But don't get sad. If QBs do what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. All right, there it is. There's your there's your QB, QB, QB. I don't know what it is. Wow. It's the wow. QB jingle. Wow. Um, and it's a, it is the mystery. We have a mystery mm-hmm. to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to the tweets. Let's start with oh, there's you know there's, this this still hasn't gone away yet. Let's start with a uh, Bradley Locker at Bradley underscore Locker. Mm-hmm. According to Bet Arizona, mm-hmm. the Steelers would be the team with the seventh best odds of acquiring Kyler Murray if the Cardinals decide to move on. Mm-hmm. This hasn't gone away quite yet. Wow. It, again, I think the real moral of this story is you know a goal would be to be famous enough to where it would make the news for weeks if you unfollowed somebody on Twitter. <laughs> Well, let's let's go to your. your th- hey, this is this was something that you wished for. Maybe your wish list is oh, okay. coming here true we here. We've got Nick Farabaugh oh. at Farabaugh FB. Mm-hmm. If Wentz gets cut, his name will now be thrown into the hat of potential Steeler QBs. <laughs> uh, the the rumor is that Wentz is said to be traded or released by March nineteenth. I mean, it, I, I could see it. Wentz to me is only the best option when judged against the other potential free agent options of Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, uh, Trubisky. Uh, I don't know whoever else is out there. I mean, it's it's other. I mean, compared with those guys, sure, Wentz looks great, but not compared to a generic unnamed quarterback to be named later. It, um, <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, uh, Would you that, rather have uh, Wentz or Mace right now? Mm. The fact that I even have to think about it, the fact that I even have to think about it makes me always lean back towards Mason because to have Mason be the guy means you don't have to give anything else up. So if there's even a moment's hesitation of this guy versus Mason, of course it's Mason because then you get to use more resources for something else. So if uh, so, you don't want to trade for Wentz, but say he's cut and he's out there on free agency. Yeah, I mean, if, it, it also depends on what Wentz wants to get paid i mean it's it's you know i i and again i have no feel for what these are when i read something the other day that said andy dalton's looking for a one-year 10 million dollar contract i think i laughed out loud to myself (laughs) alone but that's probably what someone's gonna give him like hey you know i wouldn't mind if if i wouldn't mind andy dalton um if it was 
uh, well, ten million. I don't know, but right. If, you know, if, if, if I want to, I'd rather sign a free agent than trade up. Certainly for oh, yeah. you know one of these guys, mm-hmm. um, unless they believe it's the guy. Because if you believe it's a guy for the next ten years and you believe it in your heart of hearts, then it's okay. But like it's you know it, it it's sort of like Cinderella at that point or a fairy tale. Like if you really believe inside, then it's worth it. But if not, don't. Well, there, a lot of conversation right now is linking now that we've got this uh, NC State connection mm. with um, what with Tomlin and with um, some of these other coaches. Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett has oh. has appeared on some uh, some radars in that conversation. I mean, it, it, you know that that's one that to me seems again cheaper than all these other options, and also every now and then that dude. I I, I mean, again, my memory of him is seeing him play against Pittsburgh. I remember thinking, wow, this guy played pretty well in some games. I mean, it's, yeah. he might have beat the Steelers in the game with um where Fitzpatrick had that incredible uh, uh, touchdown return. If was it Hayward had knocked him out all right right. We, we've uh we've still got some more qb talk to get to but i think mm-hmm. we should probably mm-hmm. take uh our commercial break okay um you know coming up we've still got well we, we talked about the qbs and free agency but we still got to talk about the qbs in the draft oh. uh lots lot of draft talk uh going on uh, and then, oh, some Super Bowl stuff that's okay. Steeler related. I think we should talk to, okay. including uh, my favorite moment from the Super Bowl, which didn't have anything to do with the game itself uh, or the halftime show. Whatever, I've got my own opinions on that halftime show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all those who think it's one of the best ever. I'll just oh, say that. Okay. Uh, all right, whatever. Let's uh, let's take a break. Listen sure. to listen to uh, this message from our sponsor. It's the second half of what Jin's talking about, only on Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, you've heard Renegade. We're ready for a comeback after mm. after a week first. I think we're I think we're playing from behind. That first half <laughs> felt a little, you know. Okay. I'm just all these. I think we feel that way every week, but okay. Just like when I, when we open and it's like the first things are just like, oh, this team already sucks in February. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even want to. Well, even if the team is great, they're not going to win a game for a while. So we're going to have yeah. to fight through that. It's going to kind of be an issue. You're right. It's pretty much it's pretty much an eight month losing streak <laughs> right. as far as Steeler Nation is concerned. Without a win, oh, we didn't win. It's all the only other. Okay, all right. We were uh, we left the conversation talking about the QBs and free agency, mm-hmm. but let's get to the QBs in the draft. Ugh. First off, we've got at Steeler Nation. The folks at PFF have the Steelers Ugh. moving up to the number nine spot to select a quarterback. Mm. Uh, for, uh, we're trading up 20 to nine Ugh. for Malik Willis. And their quote is, he's immediately a tier one rushing threat and has all the tools needed to develop at this position. I think when you read that, I counted four different times I went, <laughs> and that's my feeling about this entire thing, about PFF, about trading up to number nine. I mean, it's it's if, if you enjoy playing with your G.I. Joe toys in this fashion to lead to this exact outcome, sure. I mean, it's I really doubt they're going to trade up 11 positions and give up uh, pretty much all their resources they have this year and next year to do so. But um, if that makes you feel better to think that, then sure. But uh, if Malik Willis is there at 20, that's a conversation. If he's there at 17, maybe that's a conversation. But uh, but nine, nine, I nine. Mean, you, if, 
all that tells me if we really would make that trade jump up to nine is that we're so sold on this guy. Right. You know, it's, it's more than anyone else that has come down the pike. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Because That's- we we only trade up, I mean, for, for guys that we are... Uh, uh, like I don't want to say like sure things, right? But right, just because of the Bush conversation we're having now. But yeah, yeah. that's they traded up for Troy. They yeah. traded up for Bush. I mean, it's yeah, it's you know position at greatest position of need and what they felt as a generational talent. Those are the two things. Okay, well, if you don't want to trade up to nine, mm-hmm. how about this? The other the other thing is PFF doesn't say what it will take. Oh, to, you know, but at least okay. here, like here, I said, the GI Joe toys. That's why I made that analogy. <laughs> here we got at least is this? I think this is uh, is this SI. Okay. We got uh, all Steelers here, SI underscore Steelers. Mm-hmm. How about the Steelers trade up for a quarterback in this latest NFL Network mock draft, trading from trading from 20 to number 10 uh. and taking UNC Sam Howell in exchange for, you know, our, our first round, but also a third round and next year's first round. They're, they're never trading next year's first round. I mean, it's particularly if you've heard any of the conversation around the Rooney family about how difficult it was for them to trade that first round pick for Minka and how that was a real how how much that challenged them. You realize they're never trading multiple first rounds for anyone. So that that no, I mean, this is this is like the last one I could laugh at. This one's actually so stupid. Like now I'm kind of angry. Like you can hear it in my voice. I'm almost mad having to look at this. Like this is bizarre. Trading up to nine is laughable. Trading up to ten is just despicable. Well, just because they, well, you know why it is? Because these people actually managed to include the price tag. The other guys were like, hey, man, what if you could just have the ninth round pick? Oh, that's cool. And these guys were like, you can get it to ten for next year's first rounder. Get out of my house. Like that's where this is. That's why I'm matter and it's and, and and it's not even for malik willis it's for the guy from unc which uh, you know a lot of people are, are mocking him to us but sure no one's talking like he's the man though right i mean if, from what i've seen of the mock drafts and i try not to read them and i absolutely do is that they happen to mock him to the steelers because there's a pretty reasonable expectation he'll be there at 20 not like you have to go up through a third of the league to get to him i remember the philosophy of colbert and tomlin used to be uh hey we think that there are, you know, if we're picking at 26, we think there are 26 great players in this draft. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're picking at 30, we think there are 30 great players in this draft. Right. Um, we, you know, they've been, they haven't been in front of the cameras recently, but it seems like everyone, we're, we're, it seems like at least the conversation is uh, 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 abandoning that philosophy. Like, I haven't heard anyone say, well, there's definitely 20 great players in this draft. We'll get somebody. Well, I think it's just because the Q, the quarterback thing skews everyone's vision. As soon as you see quarterback, your eyes kind of bug out of your head like a, a, a very amorous dog in an old cartoon. Like it's there's no I think that's sort of why it gets um, I guarantee you almost that the Steelers themselves are thinking, OK, there's 20 great 21 great players in this draft. We'll get one of them. That's, you know, and, uh, and some I'm sure plenty of those are quarterbacks. If there's a dog in this fight, the Steelers are not the amorous dog. That's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're not done trading up. Okay. How about uh, how about okay? If you don't want to trade up to nine, if you don't mm-hmm. want to trade up to ten, mm-hmm. how about from uh, Todd McShay at ESPN? Mm-hmm. Steelers projected to trade up to number seventeen mm. for Malik Willis. Okay. Uh, the, the 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 cost for this is 
uh, you know, our first round, mm-hmm. our third round, and what Todd Mache says, quote, a late round. Well, they have two seventh round picks, so that might be it. Uh, this is the only trade proposal I've read that sounds like it was transmitted from planet Earth. <laughs> so I'm already a little more inclined to look at it. At, um, but like this trade to me is the one that says you believe they believe Malik Willis is the guy for the next decade, that he's the dude. I could see this happening, but I could also, again, see them doing it at, you know, great uh, uh, consternation just because don't isn't the stat still no one has drafted more Hall of Famers in the third round than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Isn't that? Oh, OK. So pretty sure that's still up there. And if they're not number one, then they're definitely towards the top. So they don't give away those third round picks willy nilly. So, yes, if they believe Malik is the guy I could see that happening but even then this is unlikely we can't verify that that's true but it certainly sounds I deserve right. better than that's the sa- Tucker for this but well I mean that it, no well, I know sounds I don't have right it you know sound third right. third round right. no fails in the third right, right. you yeah. know that sounds right we still remember some third round fails but yes <laughs> it, um, I you know I can see because the Saints do pick right ahead of us mm-hmm. and everyone's saying they need a quarterback now of course let's see where these free agents go let's see right. where Rodgers and uh Russell Wilson and uh, even like Jameis I could see him going back to New Orleans and being the man there I mean who knows Andy like, Dalton you know Let's see where he signs before. Mm -hmm. But with the Saints right before us Mm -hmm. and there and at this point, their need for a quarterback, if we're really looking for a quarterback, which uh, not no guarantees, you know, right. right? We still need lots of help on defense. Uh, Some people even say the O-line, which uh, I I would even I don't even think that's necessarily a a round one priority. Mm. Um, But uh, whatever the point I was trying to. okay, so the Saints are number 19. Are, you know, it, we, we're getting there, 17 and 18. Do you want to jump up ahead of the Saints? Yeah. I thought the Saints were 18 or something. But yeah, but oh. no, but that, no, but that all makes sense. I mean, it, again, still, it, un, until we see what's happened next month, if you're still trying to plot out the mock draft today in February, the, drafting someone in the first round on the offensive or defensive line is still more likely than quarterback. Yeah, where's the yeah, point? Uh, let's let's do a quick mock tally here. Okay. Uh, gosh, we've gotten close to... I think we're close to fifty mock mm-hmm. drafts now. Uh, okay. After with only five days after the Super oh. Bowl, um, the 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 seventeen different players have been okay. mocked to the Steelers. So mm. seventeen, mm. Uh, and the, the the leading choices right now we've got uh, all QBs, okay. uh, Corral with, from Old Miss with mm-hmm. seven mocks going to him. That's up one from last week. Okay, um, Hal from. Uh, UNC, right? Okay, uh, yeah. With six mocks. He's up mm. two. Mm. The big jump this week is Malik Willis now. Mm. Six mocks uh, picking him. Up wow. three. Wow. Three this week, including two big uh, trade ups in the first wow. round. Uh, Linderbaum, the center, mm-hmm. uh, with five mocks. T- that's up two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis, the D lineman out of Georgia, he's got four mocks mm-hmm. to us, same as Kenny Pickett. Okay. And then at Penning, he's a uh, O-lineman from Northern Iowa. Okay, I was going to ask, because I'm, I'm so glad to see a name I don't recognize show up here. I, I was wondering who this Penning is. Okay. At this point, there, so there's seven names uh, with multiple mock drafts to the Steelers. Would you go with any of those at this point or off the board? Oh, I, 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 I think... Yeah, I mean, Davis, the defensive lineman, Linderbaum, the center, panning the offensive lineman. Those seem as likely as any. It, um, I mean, my thing about this always is in two and a half months' time, we're going to sit back and realize how absurd this was that we spent so much time talking about the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, or, or like the right. Washington Commanders. You know what I mean? Like it, but uh, They'll always be the football team to me. <laughs> you're right. 
All right, enough to talk about. No, the no, Hawks. no. But we have to do it. I mean, guess what else are we going to say? It's it's February. There's no football being played. Of course, we have to mention it. Yes, we we might become Mauler's talk. What what is Mauler bouts? Uh, do we even want to talk about the Col- Couch Colberts? There's been not a lot of talk about. We'll just mention this uh, briefly. Uh-huh. This was like a little fun stat, I think. We'll go to Derek from uh, mm-hmm. who's at Steelers underscore DB. Mm-hmm. Feels like we're not talking enough about the effect Akella Witherspoon had on the Steelers' pass defense. Mm-hmm. Um, weeks one to twelve, we were twenty fourth in the NFL. Weeks mm-hmm. thirteen to eighteen, we were fourth in the NFL. Pittsburgh needs to make Witherspoon a priority. I mean, there's there's obviously a couple easy comebacks to this. Like, oh, they were only playing the Browns and the Ravens, and the run defense wasn't that great, so they got to do this. But there was a noticeable difference in the last month of the season, how much better they were in the past defense. You could just tell watching the game. So if that, uh, I would certainly be fine if they signed uh, uh, this Witherspoon guy. Also, it just, and again, as much as we said, we said at the time, as much as people criticize the coaching, what a story this guy is to come in and look completely lost at first to all of a sudden becoming a a priority free agent through play by the end of the season. All right, I, I think uh, I think they're going to sign him too. I, at least I hope. I don't know. Yeah. If not, then corner has become if it's right, going to be our biggest. Goes, yeah, that yeah. goes on your thing too. Yep. All right, let's move. Let's talk about the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. there were some Steelers sightings down at the Super Bowl. Let's start mm-hmm. with at FanDuel. Mm-hmm. You watching Kevin Hart star as James Harris? James Harrison. Did, did you see this? There was the I movie did. poster. I did, and I, 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 I hope James Harrison is in the acting classes, getting some work. He did. He did a fine job though to hang in there with Kevin Hart. He did. It was uh, that if, was a very cute spot. Yeah. And, if you didn't see it, they they had a movie poster. Uh, Universal Pictures presents 100 Yards to Glory: The James Harrison Story. And look, I know that James Harrison is what is he five nine? He's not right. That's the thing. Harrison was always undersized by you know NFL linebacker standards, but compared to Kevin Hart, he absolutely towers over. <laughs> I mean, was yeah. he six inches taller than Kevin Hart? Yes, yes, he absolutely is. And you've seen you 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 and I have both seen Kevin Hart in person, so you know how short he actually is. Like, have I? I, yeah, I just thought you passed him in the back of the club. Right? Oh, you but, know, yeah, but he's he's short. Like as as short as you think Kevin Hart is, that's how short he actually is. Yeah, when Kevin Hart's on stage. I'm in the green room, so okay, I don't well, even get yeah, to, you know, yeah, you know I, what I, mean. I don't get to see. I, I had to put my fingers up. Oh, is he that tall or not? I can't tell. Um, but yeah, James Harrison, you know, is he doing more Hollywood? He's got that show on yeah, stars. Yeah, right? was it heels? heels? But yeah. I mean, what a great idea. You know, if you're going to do a show about uh, a low budget regional wrestling promotion, of course, get James Harrison to do it. That's great <laughs> casting. Um, he wasn't the only uh, stealer we saw at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Blitzburg at mm-hmm. Blitz underscore Berg. Mm-hmm. Bettis, Bradshaw, Palamulu. Palamulu, Palamalu, <laughs> Juju represents Steelers in Super Bowl ads. So mm-hmm. we had the Pepsi Lays ad with mm-hmm. uh, with Bradshaw and Bettis. Mm-hmm. That was a nice ad too, with Eli and all that. I, and I'll always have warm feelings for Eli at the Super Bowl after rooting for him in those ones against Brady. So that's so I was glad to see Eli there too. <laughs> Bus with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, though though Pepsi and Lays, man, they're really putting that product on heavy. Okay, I know. It's like we know what Pepsi is. We know what Lays. We don't need to remind us Lays chips and Doritos. Okay, all right. <laughs> we also had the NFL. 
uh, commercial, which uh, it's like NFL has to advertise itself on the Super Bowl. Oh, is this the video game one? I think I still have of it. Or yeah, it, it was like okay. it, it was animated. They jump okay. out of the video game. Uh huh. And uh, it, it was it was just a smorgasbord of NFL stars, past right. and present. Mm-hmm. And you know the one scene with Paul Amalu had him and uh, Fitz diving into the pool oh. after uh, after a football. Oh, okay. I, I I missed that, but I will like to see that then. I like both it, of them. Yeah. It was cute. It okay. it, it was uh, although. Uh, Fitz caught the the pass. So oh, Troy oh. totally got you know school. Well, maybe that's in the to make up for that not happening in real life in Super Bowl forty three. That, that for that ring. That know? seemed they seem to be connected that way now due to that game. They were on the cover of Madden. I remember together. that Madden that time together. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. that's is that a connection? I don't know. I don't always see that connection, but I guess they're all in, always intrinsically linked now. Yeah, they kind of kinda are. I mean, it's and Larry had such a great fourth quarter in that game. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other Steeler appearance at the Super Bowl was Juju in the Pizza Hut commercial. Oh, I don't know. Did you see that? I did not. What did Juju do? Craig Robinson you? is, uh, I don't know, he's playing the piano or something. And, yeah. and he says something like, can we can we say that uh, Juju eats a Pizza Hut pizza before every game? And then it pans over to Juju and he says, that's not in the contract or something. Oh, okay. It, it's weird that they gave Juju like the, like the put down line. That seems like it's against how, like Juju, who's always like this fun-loving, ebullient dude, and then they have him be like, "You can't say that." That just seems like odd casting for some. Like you want to have Juju do something fun or dancing or upbeat. Right? I don't know. Been, yeah, it's me. I don't no, know. No, he was just he was doing it all legal. It was it's contract talks now. I so guess, he was right. yeah, exactly. He didn't want to get that to get out there. Like, hey, you can't even have this as a joke. Like, I I remember the Juju and AB Pizza Hut commercial. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, well, they were both in their black and gold jerseys. Now, in okay. this commercial, Juju was wearing a Pizza Hut tee. Oh, okay. I don't well, know. That, is that foreshadowing? Well, I mean that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's as opposed to trying to explain free agency to your small children in a Pizza Hut ad. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I, I you know, it's possible. I don't have small children, but <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Someone watching, like, why yeah. is he in that jersey? He's not playing for the team. I don't understand. <laughs> that's well. That's what I was asking as an adult. <laughs> uh, let's move on to. <laughs> Chris Mack, OO, mm-hmm. at Mac Big Mac. Mick, Mick A. Big Mac? Sure. Does it bother anyone that the 36-year-old head coach of the Rams now has five assistant coaches as head coach starting the 2022 NFL season, and, and the 16-year Steelers head coach has zero? Mm-hmm. We're back to the, the, the idea of coaching tree matters, and Tomlin doesn't have a coaching tree, so he must deserve to be fired. Uh, I mean, again, this is I, I always hate to use the, but what about Belichick analogy, but this is a place where it really does fit. I mean, that that's a pretty fallow coaching tree there as well. Um, not in the league right no belichick assistants i mean in the maybe league right there now. are but if there are there certainly aren't five <laughs> i can tell you that it um i don't know i mean it it, it yeah this 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 I, I i mean it's not for me to speak on but, but I, I can't help but shake or the feeling somewhere that this is not disconnected from what brian flores told us all about this coach of the dolphins you know what i mean like it, it i i get the feeling that mcveigh and you know mcveigh's coaching tree is what the bengals guy does the arizona guy and uh, those are the only two i know off of the top of my head I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of others and it's you know but it makes sense you have a big flashy team in la that does very well i could see owners being like oh they had the big offense they got defensive players i recognize bring that guy in he interviews well at um this, I don't know, that's, uh, 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 I mean, if you want to go back to coaching tree again, not to keep talking about Belichick, but was it like the greatest staff of all time, like your 1996 Cleveland Browns? I mean, 95, it was, that was it. That was the one where every single guy became a successful coach somewhere. And um, Or what about even just uh, not too long ago when Washington had, who when they had a Shanahan and a McVay mm-hmm. and all that, and you know how many Super Bowls they, they won? Uh, 
I, they didn't I, even make the playoffs yeah. a lot of times. So yeah. I don't know, coaching tree. It's, and, and even throughout all the coaching decisions we've been talking about, whether it's who we hired, who we fired, who we didn't interview, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, doesn't it matter more about execution of the players than the than the coach? I mean, you, you can't coach – I mean, if you've got a uh, Aaron Rodgers out there, yeah. you can be the worst coach, and it doesn't matter, right? right? Oh, yeah, and that gets back to what we talked about with the offensive line coach. I mean, it's it's if you're continually giving that guy fifth and sixth round picks, I mean, it's even Munchak would have struggled with that versus right? whoever this guy. Even is. Kendrick yeah. Green, yeah, stepping mm-hmm. into a position for the first time as mm-hmm. a rookie, mm-hmm. undersized, uh, it wouldn't have mattered to his coaches, right? He's right. still, he's still. It's it's about the execution, and uh, you know, we love and to, the talent. And the talent. We love yeah. to harp on coaches when when there's nothing else to harp on. I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about with the Super Bowl? Oh, here. One, I barely one last, watched it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one last thing on the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, this is from Kevin Gallagher at KevG163. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Aaron Donald had a – a lot of people thought he should have been the MVP of the game. I would have been fine with that, but there's a strong case for Cobb. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Aaron Donald's stat line was two sacks, three QB hits, two tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and the Rams set a sack record with seven in that mm-hmm. game, a Super Bowl record, seven sacks. I believe that because I've seen the Bengals' offensive line. Yeah, but let's get to the tweet, though. Mm-hmm. Only one player has ever collected more than three sacks in a Super Bowl. Mm. Steeler stud L.C. Greenwood, who dropped Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach four times in Super Bowl Ten. Wow. Put this guy in the hall. That would be, that's amazing. I mean, I, I didn't even know that. That's incredible. So imagine Aaron Donald's kind of performance, and you think this guy is the most dominant player of his generation. Well, then look at L.C. Greenwood, mm-hmm. who's doing the same thing just because there's ten other goals jackets on on the sideline with him doesn't mean he doesn't deserve it uh let's get to the speed round here okay let's start with noah strackbin at mm. noah strack tj watt won defensive player of the year and dropped 11 places on pff's top 101 so tj was ranked number nine in 2020 now he can he comes in at number 20 uh, right behind Cam. In fact, Cam was yeah. number nineteen. I, I, I mean, this is you know, if, if the, 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 uh, everyone needs your clicks after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the this is the fallow times. Uh, 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 you know, there's nothing but rain, and that's where we need to get someone to click on this thing. Put the defensive player of the year at twenty. Why not? It's <laughs> I want to go to lunch and and not have to uh, uh, you know, worry about my bank account. That's what you got here. PFF certainly. Uh, you know, is, is it Florio? What's PFF? Is it it's Collinsworth no or is it Florio? And, I, I'm, and I'm never going to go to the trouble to find out. But they certainly seem to have a Steelers bias, if not a TJ Watt bias, because they picked Miles Garrett over him as their defender of the year. Sure. I mean, it's it's yeah, it, it, it's got us talking about it. Look at this. This is uh, now now someone has mentioned PFF in my day. And here I am responding to it. This is <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, I, I you know what they've done is terms of a click ad aggregator is is very very well done you've got wins and losses mm-hmm. the arb the ultimate arbitrator mm-hmm. and then when when that's not enough we go to stats mm-hmm. and we like to compare the you know the, the official stats yards mm-hmm. and touchdowns and then when that's not enough we need to argue advanced gen next gen stats like pff type of stuff and I, I, I was going to say vibes i vibes. feel like that's where we are like we, we sort of like he's 20th on vibes i think that that makes so much more sense to me than what's actually going on here he feels like like the twentieth best player in the, de- in the league, doesn't he? Sure, Tim, put it down. We got to go on Twitter. We have to get to lunch. Yeah, I, I like that. There's stats and then there's vibes. Yeah. 
Um, let's uh, let's go back to Steelers takeaways at mm. Pittsburgh Sport. They had the interview with Kendrell Bell. Mm. Uh, you know our is that our best rookie since the first jersey Naji? I ever owned, uh, defensive rookie of the year. And uh, if you never got to see him play when he before he was hurt, he really was special. Well, you know he's you know it's free agency season, so he's got the message for all the guys out there in free agency. You think you can go somewhere else and be happy, but most guys that leave learn Pittsburgh is the best place for success and happiness. You have to factor in team culture and get involved. Don't talk through agents. Wow, that's that's profound to hear him say that. Uh, I, I think he's right. I mean, that's the guy that I think he had the high ankle sprain that never really went away, and that really kind of uh, uh, ruined his career. I know he went to Kansas City for like a year or so, which again, pretty good destination for football and football fans. But I, I see his point. At um, you know, if you've uh, uh, so many of you, of course, have seen, or maybe some of you are too young for the big comeback where Tommy Maddox leads the Steelers against the Browns. But uh, oh, being yeah. at that game, I can tell you that does not happen without Kendra Bell. Being absolutely dominant on one leg. I mean, it was for as many points as the Browns scored. He was absolutely fantastic in that game. I always liked Kendrell, but I mean, I, I never get to talk about this. One of my favorite things I ever heard on a radio show. I used to listen to the Kendrell Belt radio show, like the one year he had it. I remember him saying, I never got why people are into football. I don't, <laughs> I never understood it. I was good at it. I love playing it. I liked that they liked me, but I never got the game. And then one day I was on a recruiting trip to Florida State. I was in the stadium. They got a sack and all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> and that, and I think about that quote all the time when it comes to sports. Like, oh, I get it now. And that's... Uh, he needed to taste the blood. Right. <laughs> it's, it's again, and again, he didn't realize this until he was on a recruiting trip. So, like, he was already being, you know, uh, honored by big D1 schools like Florida State before it made sense to him. So, And there's also something in there about if you get into something later in life, too. I mean, that's, you know, I, I think that's a real takeaway from that uh, Bell anecdote as well. I, you know... it. it We've, it's not just Bell. We've heard this same advice from, I remember, Earl Holmes, mm. uh, inside linebacker who signed with Cleveland. And, yes. man, did he regret that. I think every interview since, he brings up how he regretted <laughs> taking the money and going to Cleveland. Um, I, You know, let's talk more recently. What about Lawrence Timmons? Yeah. Who took the money in Miami mm -hmm. and then, I mean was literally calling Tomlin on the phone, begging to come back. Right, right. It was his wife basically like, I'm not leaving Pittsburgh. There was some weirdness with his wife, too, the, I remember. It was, yeah. a, it was a custody thing going on. Okay. But, yeah. you know, it's like the the only, and we can count on one hand, the only players who really left and, and still found great success, and it's, it's like Manny Sanders. Uh, it's uh, maybe Nate Washington. I was going to go back to Hardy Nickerson. That's Hardy one that Nickerson. always because because he, he was. I think he still does Buccaneers play by play. Like that man really found something. Uh, Chris Hope, maybe. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's one. That was one, and also because he was never going to get that contract with Pittsburgh. At uh, but it's also not like he won a Super Bowl with the Titans. Like. No, uh, but I mean, that's the thing. Right. It's like the best you can hope for is to have a long career after mm -hmm. leaving Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Rain in hell, serve in heaven kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, um, one more here just under the lightning round. We'll go. Let's go back to Blitzberg at mm -hmm. Blitz underscore Berg. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger had an early birthday dinner with Jim Kelly and Merrill Hodge. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I knew this guy wasn't going to be, you know, running into the broadcast booth or doing Hollywood or anything, but I didn't think Ben was 
this old guy already 40, <laughs> 40 going on 80, hanging out with Jim Kelly and Merrill Hodge. That's, that's his what? birthday night. <laughs> well, well I, I can't also imagine that, like, after a few drinks, it's a lot of fun to just hang out with Jim and Merrill. I mean, not that they're, you know, maybe they're teetotalers, but just in a loose environment to hang out with those guys would be a good time. I saw that picture. It was very nice to see the three of them together. At, uh, yeah, Kelly but- is someone I appreciate more now that he's not playing than when he did. At, uh, well, and plus, he's, you know, older. he's yeah. and he's been dealing with some, he's been battling some right. things too so mm-hmm. but yeah just a but weird a dude yeah but that does look like oh oh you are retired retired yeah i like mean a I weird just... hang just mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> those guys are all you know i mean sure i could see like it was brett kiesel and uh you know marquis pouncey or something right like, right Merrill hodge and jim kelly i don't you know that that does seem like we went all the way to uh, uh the facility yeah all right. Well, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's we we've we've seemed to come to the end of the feeling we've known. Okay. Uh, is that is that a saying? I don't know. I, I don't know. We can start one now. <laughs> it, uh, it's it's as as we stare down the barrel of the rest of this off season. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I know. Please. When's draft day? Please. When's at least free agency? When's, right. When's the tag time? I'll, I'm just celebrating the franchise tag era. I think it's a month from now. I think. A I month away. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hang in there, Steelers Nation. Do you your can, best. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kyle Christ. Where are you, Greg? Uh, at Twitter and Facebook. At Greg Benevent. B is in boy. E-N-E-V is in Victor E-N-T. Toxicity takes no offseason. And neither will we. Ugh. We'll be back next week with more of your tweets. <laughs>